Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. I am so excited to share that we are less than two weeks away from the launch of my book, Facelift. This has been so exciting. I am so grateful for the support I've received from family and friends, but also media avenues, especially those right here in my hometown. So a special shout out to KUTV2's Fresh Living and ABC4's Good Things Utah for having me on recently. I am so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as I've shared before, we all have a story and that leads into our series of highlighting those who have embraced hope through their own heartaches. Today's special guest is David Figura. And now David has an impressive background in in sports and has been a a huge inspiration to others, despite his physical challenges of having cerebral palsy. David has excelled at cycling and baseball and even a football athlete. So he's also a dedicated educator and he currently works as a youth student advocate where he inspires his students to strive for success and embrace their unique qualities. I'm so excited to talk with him. Now, through David's blog, Cerebral Palsy and Fitness, he provides a platform for others to share their stories of triumph and success within the disability community. He has such an incredible determination and passion and dedication and brings a message of hope and perseverance. So welcome on to Holly's Highlights, David. I am so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for having me on today. I'm so excited to talk to everybody about my disability, uh, what I've overcome since then, and a little bit about my journey and what I do uh, as a youth student advocate. Fabulous. Now, I, I think if, if you don't mind, let's just kind of walk everyone back to, to the very beginning, help us kind of understand that foundation here of what took place that led to the heartache you've walked through. Well, a, a lot of it at the very beginning was more of like the trials and tribulations of trying to deal with, uh, you know, uh, the first off the family, family aspect. So I used to live with, I had my, I had my mom, my stepmom, my dad, they all co-parented. Um, and you know, it's funny because you think about society now and you think about co-parenting and it doesn't really exist. Like you don't really hear much about it. And the beautiful thing is I had all three parents uh, that were there very supportive from the very beginning. I had my stepmom was more of the one that taught my mom how to do the basic things in life because as your listeners might not know, my biological mom was, she was 16 years old when she had me. She was literally a kid herself. And so, um, of course, my stepmom and my dad didn't meet till later on, but uh, fortunately for her, my stepmom was kind of guiding her on the way to being a, a great mom and... um and then, of course, during that period of time, I couldn't really read, write, or walk because I was just trying to figure out what kind of cerebral palsy does he have? You know, is he going to live a normal life? Is he going to be able to read, write, or walk? Um, doctors had determined that would never happen. And fortunately enough for, for me, luckily for me, I had my stepmom and she kind of stepped in after my mother's passing uh, about eight years later. So she... She took over and she said, this kid's got a future. Let's bring it out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how old were you when you were diagnosed with cerebral palsy? Um, That I'm not too certain about, but I'm sure I was pretty young because I knew from it from an early age. 
Okay. Okay. What, what did your, what did your parents do with that information? It sounds like as you were sharing, your mom was very young. And, and so this had to, to be a hit, right? A shock. And so great to have a mentor, as it sounds like in your stepmom to be able to help guide her and walk her through all of these processes. You know, that's a lot to grasp at once. So have they shared with you, whether it be the stepmom or your dad or even your mom, kind of how, what they did with that information, how they, how they took all of that and processed it. You shared with your mom, uh, your, pardon me, your step stepmom really getting involved and, and, and mentoring not only your mom, but helping you and, and making sure that you had that future. I mean, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, my stepmom, she literally at a point, uh, I tell a lot of people that she literally saved my future because with my, with my mom, my future was really uncertain after she passed away. Cause you know, they had, you had this kid who, didn't really have a future. They assumed he was going to be in a wheelchair, be a vegetable for the rest of his life. And, um, you know, she saw more potential than a lot of people at that time would, you know, because I was in special ed for a little bit. And then I transitioned to regular education. And then I made straight A's. I was a very good student. You know, I was learning, learning things that a lot of children that were mainstream and, and, an able body could do, but then the teachers were like, he looks different physically. So mentally he might have, you know, another situation. And so that's, that's not the case in society likes to put that together where it's like, you see somebody physically uh, having an issue. It apparently it has to do with something with the brain too, with the, you know, you mentally, and that's not the case. Interesting. Interesting. That would be a hard hurdle. Absolutely. Now, if you don't mind me asking about how old were you when your mother passed away? She was around, uh, I was around eight years old. So turning eight. Yeah. It's, it's, It's 24 years this year. Wow. Wow. So with your mother passing, with the the thought of, as you just shared, with so many looking at the physical and thinking there had to be a mental there, what were some of those other hurdles that you have found yourself facing as you've dealt and, and really thrived through having your cerebral palsy? Well, a lot of it was more like uh, uh, teachers being real skeptical. Um, I did have my fair share of bullying, you know, kids would poke fun of me because I looked different physically and they would, uh, you know, they would poke fun at my legs and how the way that I walked and, and, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty hard at times, but my, what my, my stepmom used to always tell me is take, take that first day of school every year, the first five, 10 minutes of class and educate your peers about your disability and what makes you unique, mm. but also that it's okay to be different. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and it, that approach is almost like facing the fears head on too. the, the fears that it sounds like can you were experiencing of how, what you're having to deal with every single school year, but then also what people can experience of just that uncomfortable uneasiness, pre, you know, prejudice in right. their own way. Uh, so that that's great. That sounds like great advice that she was able to provide for you to help you as well as to help them and, and just provide that connection. And it's, it's so funny because a lot of my, my, the, my school bullies that I used to bully me years later after they've seen me what I've done and how I've thrived. And, uh, you know, they're like, they, you know, it's funny because you, you open that sense of they, they've, they see me in a whole new perspective and they're like, you know what? He, he's, a, he's really cool. I mean, I used to judge him for his disability and I feel so wrong for judging him. And that's one of the things that I like people need to realize is never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Those biases that we can form in our, in our own mind. Absolutely. Now, how did you embrace hope through all of this? You're just filled with so much hope as you've even shared with me prior. So talk us through that. It's got, it has to do a lot with my parents, you know, how I grew up with, with them and always, you know, they always instill that belief that I could do anything I set my mind to and, and not giving up. And, and also, you know, being that my, my, my stepmom, now mom was an educator. Um, I grew up around education and I grew up around her being a social worker as well. So I got to see both sides of, you know, that spectrum and her working with children with disabilities. And so that taught me that just because you have a disability doesn't mean that has to stop you from doing anything. You do it your own way. Absolutely. Now, this journey has looked a little different for you, right? You, you've shared that with us. But how has that looked for those around you? So, you know, you, you mentioned educating your class, but you've gone a lot further than that as an educator, as an advocate, as a podcast host yourself. Walk us through kind of what that has looked like in your journey. Well, it's, it's funny. Now that you mentioned that, it's great because uh, when I first started uh, this journey, um, I was just in school trying to find myself. You know, I used to think of myself as this is David, uh, the the individual with cerebral palsy. Now, and then I always ask myself, what else am I? How am I going to find myself? You know, um, as the years progress, um, you know, going through elementary, middle school and college, uh, and it wasn't until I was about to graduate college. I was I was the age of twenty five, and then that last week during fi- during a uh, finals week, um, you know, I was pondering to myself, you know, I'm almost at the end of this first journey, and but I still don't know who I am. And I remember that that day I graduated from UCF. Um, I remember waking up in the morning, looking at the mirror, and t- telling myself, "You did it," but it hadn't hit me yet. It hadn't hit me yet. So I got a call from my from my um my grandparents. Of course, they're, they're, I, I thought they were in Puerto Rico, you know, during that day. They call me and they, they congratulate me. Um, next thing you know, I'm on my way to the arena early in the morning for graduation and they're there. They should, they showed up and I was, I was really surprised, you know, cause the whole, the whole family. Wow. The whole family showed up. And, um, of course, uh, my uncle, you know, dressed up at, you know, dressed up in his jeans and his button shirt. Cause in Puerto Rico, they don't really do anything, you know, elaborate. Like, elaborate so it's very it's our culture is very different right um so then i uh i go into the arena you know we do the we do the walk around to get to our seats and then i wait i wait for maybe an hour or so throughout the procession you know how they call up the names and then they, they as i get ready to go up to you know having my name called um they asked me do you want to take the stairs or do you want to take the ramp? And I said, you know what? I waited 17 long, hard, you know, years to walk up this, this, uh, these stairs. So I took the stairs, uh, they took the cane and, uh, you know, each step felt like I was going up that, to- that top of the mountain. Like you're, you're reaching the top, you know, Mount Everest in my, in my sense. I get up the, I get up the stage, um, I, because, I, you know, I was really quiet. So you could hear a pen drop at the time, you know, and I thought to myself, if I can at least hear my parents cheer, my folks cheer. That's great. Um, I lift up the cane and 
I I kid you not, there was about 10,000 people in that arena. You couldn't hear anything after I lifted up that cane. I mean, they had to stop the graduation for a good five minutes because it was so, it was nothing that they've ever seen before. You know, it was like, it was wow. Like, and I, I just stood there and I, I, you know, I took it in and I, and I went down to get my, uh, the diploma cover. And mind you, this was the week of Mother's Day weekend. And I went over to my mom and I hugged her and I thanked her. Wow. And I said, because, because of you, I'm here today. And she's like, no, because of you, you're on top of that stage. You did that yourself. And one thing she told me to always remember is the cane and the disability always be a part of you. But what you do with it defines who you are. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. I have goosebumps. <laughs> you are amazing. That had to feel so good to be able to stand up there. One, to have graduated. I mean, things that the doctors have shared with you that you wouldn't have uh, exceeded or excelled at, and you did. You you totally mastered that. But then even being able to to add to that, the, the walking up there and just the, the lifting of your hands, the raising your hands, I, that just is beautiful. That is beautiful, David. Thank you for sharing that with us. So um, you have come so far. I'm sure listeners right now are saying, wait, what did he graduate with? So will you share with us what you graduated with from school? I have a bachelor's in sociology. Wow. From UCF. Good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you now, so much. What about what your journey looks like now? So what, what would you say is your latest update? So right now, um, I'm actually a youth advocate currently. So I work with that risk teens. Uh, they're all middle school, all boys. So we're, t- we're talking about uh, 12 to 14 year olds. The ones that, you know, the parents might be working all the time or they might be living with grandparents or relatives or friends. Uh, or, you know, they could be, you know, they could be homeless or dealing with any other obstacles. So I, as a mentor and advocate, I make sure that they have everything that they need, you know, all the basics, all the basics. And if they need help with academics, we seek resources. And I'm there just to be their their mentor and, and be kind of like a big brother to them. And that's what, that's what we call it, you know, brotherhood. That is really cool. I, I'm sure they are very grateful for you and they are very blessed to have you as their advocate, as their mentor. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, how during all of this, did you feel your face lifted? How have you felt cur- encouraged? You you shared about your stepmom who has encouraged you, but, uh, and of course, walking up those stairs, but throughout all of this journey of life and where you're at now, what you have achieved in life, those that you're making a difference and impact in their lives. How have you felt your face lifted? Really, it's it's felt it's felt great, and I feel like my face isn't lifted enough. I feel that there's still so much to go. I mean, I'm still young, and it's almost like you know to kind of to kind of joke a little bit. It's almost like I needed a second round of Botox, you know, to get that <laughs> extra facelift, right? So yeah, you know, we, we still have a lot to go. <laughs> All right. Any advice you give to those perhaps walking through their own heartache right now? Don't don't give up. Uh you're gonna face trials and tribulations every step of the way. Um always remember there's always someone there cheering for you, whether they're near or they're far, if it's a friend or a family member. And uh the first and foremost, you have to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. That's the first thing you have to do. If you don't believe in yourself, 
things don't get moving. Yes. Believe in yourself. Good tip right there. Now, David, we have a signature question here on Holly's Highlights. If you could go back and encourage, inspire, or equip yourself as a child, what would you tell your young self? I've never been asked that before, but (laughs) I love it. a loaded question there, right? I I, I love it. (laughs) Honestly, I would tell myself, um, you know what? You have this disability. You have this gift. Utilize it because not very many, not very many um, children are fortunate to have what you have. Uh, you've been, you've been blessed with something that you can, you can, you can hopefully reach millions of people with, you know, a story, a message. Yes. Taking our mess and making it a message. Absolutely. David. Yes. Where can our guests connect with you? Well, you can find me on uh, Instagram at David CP Fitness, on Twitter at David CP Fitness, and if you guys like would like to check out um, my YouTube channel, it is David Serapalzi and Fitness Channel. Awesome, awesome! Now, one thing we want to highlight during this series are those who can help provide services, support, programs, assistance, even volunteer opportunities to get involved in making a difference in your own community. So if you or someone you know has cerebral palsy, or if you'd like to get involved in serving those within the cerebral palsy community, please reach out to cerebralpalsy.org dot au and see if your state or hometown has a local chapter district or alliance that you can get involved in today david thank you i i know through your time and vulnerability you have been a source of encouragement and inspiration to us today as you have thoroughly equipped us for embracing hope through our heartaches thank you for taking part in, in giving us a facelift today but of all, we we just thank you for uh, just that attitude, that attitude that you have, that uh, you've taken this and and taken it as a blessing and pushed on and uh, and truly, as you shared, lifted your arms and and had something to celebrate. So, best wishes to you, my friend. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.